Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. My imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitation. My mind, which you find. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, Episode Five. Introducing to you my co-host, Mr. Fraser Barden, his brother Nathan Barden, myself Steve Woolley, and uh, we're blessed this week. To have Bradley Wax Cullen in the house, first time ever. Leroy Brown was in as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Finally, um, no, no, Steve Sparling this week. He's um he's working, so he's actually he's asleep at the moment, isn't he? Night shift as Probably. usual. Probably off to sleep at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, just from. What I've seen on Strava, you've probably had the best week out of everyone, Brad. Do you want to um, start us off, mate? What have you done running-wise? Well, I did 8K with you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on Wednesday. I did two 8Ks and a 10K. And just for like the people that are listening, this is the first time you've been on the show. What's your kind of like background and um, like I met you through Thai boxing, but no one else would really know that. But we sort of started running recently together, didn't we? Yeah, we started about four years ago, was it? Yeah, something like that. Three, four years ago. That first Jetty, that that was, first Jetty to Jetty yeah. half marathon, wasn't it? Yeah, I said I was going to do it. And you said that no, there's no way you're going to do one. No, I'm just going to try and get on the two hours because I heard that two hours is quite good and well, for an average runner anyway. And you said, oh, you get that easy. So I thought, well, I'll just give it a go anyway. And I ended up being, what did I get? 152, eh? And that was your first half, eh? First, first half, ever half. So how did you, what, did you go to kickboxing uh, down at Richard for something? Yeah, I was at Thai Boxing at um, Robin, Steve Robinson's. And I had two fights with him. And then I I met Steve at one of the other fights that... Um, What's the young fellow's name? Mitch King. Mitch. Mitch yeah. was fighting that night. That's when I was seeing you there. Shit, he was a good fighter. Yeah, he won that fight too. Bit of a waste. Who was of that? Time. You remember uh, Mitch, Mitch, King. Mitch King? Yeah. Young blonde I think Mitch, he went like seven fights unbeaten. Yeah, that was seven fights unbeaten yeah. that night. And then he um he started partying and taking like sort of long time, like the time between fights was getting bigger each time. And then he cut like, he didn't fight for a year. And then he come back and he fought that Nathan Peckett and he got cut real bad elbow. An elbow in the first round. And that, that was his first loss. And I don't think he's fought since, but yeah, we met at, at Thai boxing aim. We were just training together. Yeah. And we were running around the, the gym at um, Rothwell. And that's yeah. when Brad said, I'm going to do the, the jetty to jetty half marathon and i was like shit man do you know how far that is <laughs> it's a long way yeah. 
And then, because yeah, my dad's done a few, so that's why I knew. I thought, I thought if dad can do them. He's been running for years, not like your dad, who's an absolute animal. But my dad, he'd done them. I, I think he's done about 10 halves, oh, but never a marathon or anything yeah. like that. And 5Ks, he didn't. So, but he was just basically, he liked to do around the golf course was about 10. And then, but he used to tell me that he used to just grab his water bottle, put it around his belt, old school, put a belt on with a water bottle on each side, <laughs> headphones like the old Sony ones, and just run. And he wouldn't, you know, just run for hours, he said. That was how he used to do it. And that's, so in, just that's in New Zealand, Zealand eh? That's in... That's in New Zealand, which is really good running conditions. It's cold. Where, where's that? What, what area of New Zealand? Well, that would have been Pyroar back then in those days. So that's down by Wellington. Um, down by the Wellington Harbour there, so it would have been hard conditions too because it was it would be and when it would be freezing cold. Yeah, South Island. England, but is that South Island. No, that's just before the, the North South North Island. Island. You have to catch the, the ferry over to Picton. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you like you start you did that? I think that was 2019, eh? That that first Jetty to Jetty that we did. So you did like one fifty two then, but yeah. then. More recently at the Queensland half, you run what one? Well, no, I did. I did uh, that was the one forty pacer, but I was oh, a bit yeah, nervous, yeah. remember? Because I thought my PB was uh, what did I think it was? One forty two. I thought. Yeah. I said to the people there, yeah. like they were saying, Brad's the one forty pacer, and I said, yeah. And if he does that, he's done a PB <laughs> by like yeah, two because or three minutes. Did he get the yeah, right thought... place to run though? He could turn up at the right date and at the right yeah. town. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was 142 pacer, and I was telling the guy that um, he does he does all the organising, and he said, "You, how fast have you run?" I said, "I'm I'm I'm pretty sure it's 142, but um, it was 145 my PB at that time. So when I when I seen 140, I thought, oh, I'm I'm in a bit of trouble here." And yeah, you were just under eight. 139, yeah. 42 or something. Oh, yeah. That's good. And they said, well, congratulations, Brad Cullen. This is Brad Cullen, one of our pacers, pace. Yeah, he said, you've <laughs> done well here. You're right on the money. And I thought he didn't know the battle a couple of minutes back. <laughs> you didn't, have to, didn't have to wear those balloons, did you, when you were running? No, but I had to wear, um, um, they said, okay. do you want to wear pink? Do you want to wear pink vest? Or do you just want just pin it on you? And I said, oh, well, I'm not going to wear a pink vest. I'll just wear whatever <laughs> I've got, you know? <laughs> so how was the rest of your week? What's your week been? Are you following any plan at the moment or you got any races that you're aiming for? Or? What, what, what have we got coming up so, soon? <clears throat> Maybe. Anzac Day, we've got, to, we've got to lock in a team for Anzac Day uh, relay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Jetty to Jetty. When's the Jetty Jetty's coming up, Jetty isn't Jetty's it? So I'll probably do that again. Noosa, there's Noosa coming up end of May. That'll be about Noosa. my fourth one, I think, because I've done that Noosa. Oh no, you're no, thinking Jetty. of the you're thinking of the Sunshine Coast Marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of the Sunny Coast Marathon. You, where you did the Sunny oh. Coast half. Oh well, well, what's Noosa? Noosa like? could, do you reckon you could drive there the morning of and then run it? I reckon not. I reckon you could. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon you left at three thirty. Hour and a half. Get there. You got to find somewhere to park. Because when I did the Sunshine Coast one, I just jumped out of Chappie's car and just walked yeah. down. 
You oh, you park, came, Steve. Park miles away. You, yeah, yeah. No, you already stayed up there. But Chappie yeah. dropped me off. I just. When does it kick off? Seven, eight o'clock? No, nah, it's early. It's like six, six a.m. Just to leave at three thirty. That often it. That year that you ran that, Brad, was the year mm. that um, uh, like one of my like favourite runners at the moment from Australia, Jack Rayner. He's the guy with the mo. Yeah. He was one of the paces yeah. in the uh, sub two hour attempt. He um, he was leading the half, and he was running like sub three minute k's, and the pace, the lead pace car took him the wrong way, so yeah. he actually got disqualified. But he, like, he still ran like sixty three minutes or something. But he reckons I listened to him on a podcast, and he was saying afterwards that once the lead car told him that he'd gone wrong and he'd been um, disqualified, he just took it easy. But he still ran like sixty three minutes. When he ran past us, he was just looked like he was jogging. And if you look at his splits on Strava, he was like running like two fifty eight pace. That's crazy, yeah. just flying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember might do that. That lead pack wasn't he? He was ahead of the lead pack, but that yeah. lead pack was flying as well behind him. Yeah, but he put they a few. He him. put a few hundred meters on him, and that's where yeah, they, they took him catch wrong. Him. Lead the yeah, lead true. took him wrong. What about you, Fraser? You've been doing much training? I only got a couple of runs in this week. I didn't run till Thursday. I did about just over 11K. Run was all right, actually. Felt pretty good. Um, and then I've just been a hectic week with kids and stuff this week. Saturday morning, we had a, a coaching clinic for soccer, football. And then um, and I just did a treadmill run on uh, yesterday. Just did an hour on the treadmill. No, uh, I'll um, might go out after this, have a little run. Yeah, me too. I think it's a bit cooler at the moment, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice out there at the moment. No, this morning was beautiful. No humidity. It was yes, good. eh? what about you, Nathan? You been doing much? Oh, it's been a been a bit of a shocker. So, um, off the back of the thirty-eight k we did last uh, Saturday, me and Steve did last Saturday. Um, Monday, Lex felt really good Sunday. Uh, Monday went for 8K easy. Uh, ended up being about 8.5K. It was it easy, a uh, little uh, um, run. It was good. Felt, legs felt good. Tuesday um, lunchtime, I jumped out the car. I'd been driving for about 30, 40 minutes. And I jumped out the car and put my left foot down and I felt a twinge in my um, left um, left calf. And I was like, I felt it for the full length of the calf. And then um, was like, didn't worry about it too much, just walked it off. And then the next uh, Wednesday afternoon, I could feel it a bit. I sort of give it a rub before I went. I did the 11K off-road with some road, but stayed to the gravel. And then I was looking back now and doing some research. I, I shouldn't have done what I did, but I really massaged it and stretched it, which is the wrong thing to do. I didn't realize I actually had the... Uh, Probably it's a grade one muscle tear, just a, a minor thing. So I then uh, rubbing stuff in it, you know, like um, Denka rub, ice what, and heat. What are you um, supposed to do if you're not supposed to massage it? Well, the, the best thing Leave to it. do is not not stretch it, rub, uh, take some anti-inflammatories, ice, yeah. then heat, ice, heat. They say he's always finished with ice, but I've just been doing ice, heat. And then what I've been doing is uh, before I go to bed at night, I rub some uh, Thai liniment, like, well, 
Tiger Balm in it, Tylenol, That's Tiger Balm in it. Yeah, heat. And then I pull my, I've got um, compression calf sleeves, not like a compression sock, but just the calf mm. sleeve. And these are quite tight. And I've had those. I've been wearing them during the day. And I had a massage on Friday. He didn't go too heavy on it, but did some cupping to help get the blood to the area. Um, it was a bit sore Friday evening, but um, I've been fairly busy around the farm over the weekend. I even went for a horse ride on Sunday. It was like 45 minutes an hour ride. And uh, I'll tell you, it's come good, but I haven't, I've just don't want to overstretch it. I'm just doing some flexibility stuff. If I get out of bed or get out the car, I just flex my ankles and everything first, just to sort of warm the calves up. I think there's a problem. The leg had gone to sleep, you know, when you're driving an automatic, that left leg is a bit slack. And uh, I'm really tempted to run, but I think I'll just leave it until maybe Thursday, Friday, um, just go for an easy run. And if it's feeling good, then Saturday, I might hit 15, 20K. Saturday just gone, I didn't run. And I was meant to do a 27 k I I did about 19, 20K. And um, yes, yeah, so I've done about 19, 20K last week. And this week's going to be probably only 30K, if that. And then next week, I'll do a couple of runs. And then we got, I've got the, the race got the next yeah. Saturday, the 26th, the 50K. So... The, the key, the, the goal is to be able to get to the start line and not have any worry yeah. in that calf. And if that calf is a little bit niggly, then the main objective will be to finish the 50K regardless of time, just finish it. So um, without doing any damage. So I think if I rest, the more I rest, I'm not really going to lose too much fitness, is my thinking. The more I, if I can tick over the end of this week, next week, I'm not really going to lose much fitness. I was confident anyway with being able to do the distance. I just got to make sure that I give the, the leg enough chance to heal. Because if I go back running too early, I'll put me, you know, one step forward, two steps back. So Strain I might it just, again. Just, yeah. So I think the longer I leave it, the more it'll be recovered. And then I can give it a bit of a hit out maybe next Wednesday, see how it's feeling. And then I'll be ready for Saturday and feel confident I can just go, uh, go for it and not have to think I'm going to, damage it anymore first time i've really ever done anything like that i've never really twinged a calf or leg muscle even in training uh, kickboxing or that so this was this is a first for me i'm sort of like oh, i don't want to make it worse should i do yeah. my week yeah, yeah go right righto yeah right so my um my week started good I, I ran on monday and i did my um what i call the lostit.com loop and I listened to last week's show with um, my dad, Tick Woolley. Have a listen to that if you haven't. Um, that was a great show. Got loads of good feedback about that. A few private messages and stuff. And um, yeah, I was feeling really good. And then Tuesday, I did just the hugest day of work. And um, we were pouring concrete right at the end of the day. And I like, I just strained my back a little bit. And then I've had like a really bad back ever since. Like probably not as bad as your calf, Nath, but just, oh, just, yeah, I was, I was in all sorts. And then Wednesday, Brad came over and we ran 8K. We just ran 4K out and 4K back from my house. And oh, the, the first like 3K was just so painful that um, I was just like, oh, I just got through it. Once I warmed up, it was all right. It wasn't too bad, but we ran about 8K at five minute Ks or something. 
and um, yeah. I felt all right coming home, but going out was so painful. And then... Um, any painkillers, right? Take any painkillers? Yeah, anti-inflammatories, which is helping. But at the time... Because you're allergic to aspirin, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I hadn't, um, I hadn't taken anything but Panadol. I should have got onto the anti-inflammatories earlier. I try the um, old heat pack on my back. That really helps. Or hot shower. And yeah, then hot shower helps me with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Hot bath and all that sort of stuff helps. Yeah, Epsom blood, salts. Remember the salts? The Epsom pumping. salts. But then on Thursday, um, sort of ties in with the, my like, funny story for the week. But on Thursday, me and Brad, uh, I wasn't working, neither was Brad. So we went to uh, DFO and got a pair of um, uh, the Adidas Boston uh, running shoes. They're like a super shoe, an Adidas super shoe. And they were only 109 bucks. So we both bought a pair. And uh, that was my purchase of the week. Was who, those, who's that? Uh, who, who got them? You and your dad. Me, me and Brad. Yeah. Me and Brad were, went to DFO in yeah. the airport and uh, yeah. had a look in Nike. There's nothing in Nike. So what have they got in them? What 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 foam have they those Adidas got? They've got like a really thick sole, and they've got the Adidas like three bars. Like I think that's their kind of version of a carbon plate. Yeah, I've worn them twice, I think, and. Yeah, they're not like they're not super light, so I wouldn't say they're like a proper racing shoe, but they're like, yeah, they're definitely you'd wear them at park run and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not sure of the actual thickness of the sole, but it's pretty thick. Like it would be illegal to run on the track with them. Reckon? I reckon. What's what's like, legal for track? Oh, it's it's hardly anything now. I think it's I don't know the exact rules, but you couldn't I'm, run the vapor flow on the track. Well, you can, but you're not like allowed to if you're an elite. Like you're not gonna if you if you're going you for qualifying times and that. Yeah, yeah. Like I missed out on that week at the the three thousand meter Queensland champs was on Thursday, which is what I was entered for. But I was just too sore, so I just completely scrapped it. And um, yeah, so I did that on that Thursday. I ran twelve k in those new shoes, and um, then Friday I was just like. My back wasn't improving, so I just took. I've taken the whole rest of the week off, and I'm going to restart so again today. That 12k, well, if you felt they felt good, comfortable. Yeah, they like the shoes um, on. You like they're like kind of bouncy, but not like nothing like a Next Percent or an Alpha Flyer or, or a. They sort of feel like a tempo. Feel no, like a zoom fly, yeah, a bit more springy than that, more like a tempo, I'd say, like a tempo next percent. But yeah. for, I mean, for a hundred bucks, oh, you could, you could trade, you could just go for training runs in them, eh? not just race. Oh, yeah, every day you can How far do you go in them. Do you think you could do a 20k half marathon? Yeah, yeah definitely soft yeah. enough for that. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, whilst um, we're on the topic of like long runs and marathons and that. The, I don't know if any of you guys watched it, but there was a all women's marathon in uh, Nagoya, which is Japan, I think. Yeah, in N Nagoya in Japan. And it's like a women's only elite marathon race. And uh, it was won by uh, Kenyan Ruth Chepnigetch. Excuse if I pronounced that wrong. Is it? Is she? Actually, she might not be Kenyan. She might be Ugandan. Sorry. 
should know that. But I, I, was, only really, I was only really watching for the Aussies because we had, uh, like on the start list, we had four Aussies, but it turned out, because on the stream that we were watching, um, it was pretty blurry, so you couldn't really make out, but they were at, two of them were actually pacemakers. So we had, well, one of them's not really an Aussie. She's actually English. It was a, a Charlotte Perdue who trains at the Melbourne Track Club. So she trains and lives in Melbourne, but she's actually British. And uh, mm. so her, Izzy Bat Doyle, they were both pacemakers. And then so we had Eloise Wellings and Sinead Diver. They were, they were the like the actual female runners that were racing. And Sinead Diver is probably the better marathoner, but she actually did not finish. And uh, so the first Aussie across the line was Eloise Wellings in 2.25.10. And that was, I think, a two or a three-minute PB for her. So that was a blinding run for her. And, I mean, I just enjoy tuning into them streams and um, watching the watching the Aussie women. Like We've just got such a strong marathon team at the moment for women. And, I mean, and the men's team is pretty good too, but the women seem to be just exceptional of late and we we should give a shout out to um jack rayner as well oh yeah uh, what an effort he was competing in america he flew over from australia on his own so fair play to him and competed in um a track race and um he got a p in the 10k track of four about 40 seconds for himself but an australian australian record by seven seconds now um yeah. I was chatting to my older brother, Spencer Barden, and he said, yeah, he was part of the um, the 159 team, one of the paces. So Spencer knows him uh, pretty good. Um, so he's a well-respected runner. So shout out yeah, to him yeah. if he ever does listen to this. He's only, a young, he's only a young lad too. I think he might only be yeah, like 20, 22. 22, is it? Yeah, young. So we try and get him on sometime. See if we can, oh, see if we can uh, somehow get him on. But uh, That would be uh, good. That'd be that'd be a, a good little chat to to have him on. So yeah. Could um, your brother set that up, Nathan? Yeah, we'll have it. Oh, we could we could well we could use that as our prop to say you know <laughs> we're the two of us are the brothers of Spencer Barden and um, yeah help your profile. We'll uh, stick you on. Come on, so um, yeah, we can see because Inside Running Podcast had him on just after he'd won the race. He was at yeah, was like midnight that. in America, and he was yeah. walking around trying to find uh, a pub to go and celebrate. <laughs> so uh, fair play. Yeah. I've also been sp- speaking to John Rose. He just got a fastest known time in the UK. I don't know if you saw that at the weekend yeah. for um, it's like forty nine point two miles uh, or forty nine point two kilometers. Fastest known time of track in um, in uh, in the Midlands, in England. I've been chatting to him a bit, and he's gonna we, he's gonna come on the podcast at some point. So he's got another couple of races to do, and he'll have something to talk about. So we welcome. Uh, oh, so so is that a British record? That was the fastest for that section of course. So it's, it's a known course. He's got the fastest known time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he needed someone to officiate it, but he's got photos and the Strava shows start and finish. And he yeah. smashed it by quite a bit of time, the that by seven, eight minutes, I think, the previous oh, time. Good on him. So uh, and he's won he's won a, he's done a, some of these um backyard ultras 
as well and you know like last man standing and um yeah he's he's happy to come on so uh, it'd be good to he's won a few he's won a few uh, ultra marathons in the uk as well so it'd be good to yeah it'd be good to get him on and get his yeah. like what just to talk about how the scene is over there in england yeah. for it i just got an email to say I've, I've got an entry if i want it to the clint eastwood last man standing this year but it's the uh, the weekend of the twelfth of August, and I'll be um, in France. Uh, so, oh wow! I've had to turn that down. But there we go. Where's that Where's event? Event? That is held just uh, over South Side Rochdale Way, and there's a. It's you can basically run it in like road shoes because it's just all like a bit of gravel and some oh, concrete. Yeah footpaths and that but it's a 6.7k loop and you have to do that within an hour and then the rest of the time that you do you get to rest until the buzzer goes the next hour and so if you do it in 40 oh. minutes you get 20 minutes to recover but if you don't make it across the line in time if you're not there at the start line for the next hour you're out um and uh, yeah it just keeps going and going and going until there's one person left but that one person has to do that lap on their own so if you did the last lap with someone else and they're not going to do the next lap. You still have to go and run that 6.7K. Oh. And as we know, cameraman uh, oh, yeah. won that in, yeah. I think, 2020. He won that. I think he did uh, 37 hours. So times that by 6.7K. That's how many wow. Ks he did. Last year, nearly, I think they did it in two days 40, of running. Last year or the year before, they did it in, like I think, it was 42 or 44 hours. So they went head to head for quite a while, a couple of them. Mate, so it's just is, you can be bothered to keep going. That is some next level toughness, and that yeah. you just yeah, keep doing pretty, that. Yeah, it's that mental toughness in it, really. Like, because your body's going to be stuffed, they're all going to be stuffed, but it's like, can you be bothered? You know, you hardly had any sleep, really. Can you be bothered to get up and um, get to the line? You like run through mm. the night, and it starts at night. I think it starts at like midnight or just before. So you you run through the night to make it to the morning, and you got to run all day. If you what was that documentary about cameraman? That that plays. There is one on him. There is one on him about that whole doco, and that's what inspired me to want to do it. And then, um, mate, he's someone that we should get on the podcast because he he shares a lot of the same sort of things that we do. He's a former Thai boxer. Australian champion, two times Australian champion. A bit a bit crazy. Well, definitely more than a bit crazy. Absolutely crazy, but he, you know, he's just got a mission and he's just committed. He His runs dedication. like a marathon every morning. Yeah, for, tra- for training. It's, wow. it's it's amazing what he does. I'll tell you who another one would be good. Steve would be T Bones, Trent, Trent Harding, is it? Yeah, yeah, him he'd too. be a good one because he's a good guy too. He's kind of like the same as cameraman, but he's doing triathlons so he's doing like long runs mm. long rides mm. swims like this is a guy yeah. who, who's an ex-tie boxer from a strike force gym down the gold coast he's got no background in swimming running or riding and he's just taught himself how to do all of it and he's got no coaches no nothing like he's he must be naturally a really good swimmer because he's starting to win like the ocean swim events like he's winning his age group and he's really? placing and and he all he's, yeah, he's like, an animal I've messaged him, like private messaged him. He's got no coaches. He follows no plan. He just has that David Goggins mentality of like, if I'm tired, I'm going to get up and do a little bit more than I feel like doing. And just, 
that's how just how he operates every every day he does something if he like yeah. if he's injured like say if he's injured his leg running like he tore his hamstring a while back he just swum heaps and did everything else yeah. that you could do like yeah and, and as much as um as much as some of that stuff that hardcore training is a bit like sometimes it gets a bit cringe because it's so everyone's trying to be like David Goggins. Like I check, I um, check into Instagram and I see T bones or I see Maddie three, six, five Mannion. I don't know if you guys follow him, but he's crazy as well or any of them guys. And sometimes that's just the kick up the backside you need to get out the door. Like I see bones has just run like, 12k at like eight o'clock at night because he's had a huge day at work and i see he's done it and i think shit man i, I was gonna i was gonna sit on the couch and do nothing tonight and then it, it's just it's just that little bit of like inspiration you need to get up off the couch and do it so as much as that like crazy hardcore training is a little bit cringy sometimes and you think it's probably not the smartest thing to do sometimes that it just helps you with that motivation that, I found it, and it, I watched it over a month ago. I can't believe, Jesus! I didn't think it was that long ago. It's called Ryan Crawford against the Tide, um, and it's an ultra marathoner. So it's that's the, um, oh, the, the name one. of the doco. Six minutes, yeah, to yeah. to watch about him running. It's I'll uh, put I'll put it in the um in the description of the show yeah, notes. In that link. Yeah, Steve, you'll have to you'll have to cut me up soon because I've got. Yeah, well, I didn't hear um, Fraser. Every time I've only just seen you and um, Nathan too. <laughs> I, haven't <been laughs> able to see. Well, I haven't been able to see uh, Fraser the whole time. You haven't seen me. Uh, I haven't seen you. It's the third time I've seen you. Get your computer up and running, mate. Get it on your computer. I'll get the PC. I'll get the laptop off a winner or one of the girls and we'll do, I'll, I'll do that next time. Yeah, mate. yeah. get it in the room sure so get... it's silent. You could have just, you could have just let you go for forty five minutes. You'd have just just kept going. Depending on what you ask me, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. Oh, All right, cheers, All right. cheers yeah. Brad. So let's do um, let's do purchase of the week, Steve Woolley. Yes. Yep. Well, my purchase of the week, I briefly spoke about it earlier, was the Adidas Boston, which is a I'd say it's a super shoe, but it's not. It's more of an everyday running training shoe. Boston Ten. Boston Ten. Sorry, yeah. With the uh, midsole is is called the Light Light Strike Pro, and um, yeah, I got them bargain at at the uh, outlet store at the airport in Brisbane for a hundred and nine bucks. They look yeah. quite breathable. What's the upper like? They look fairly breathable. Yeah, it's like a. Um, it's like a similar material to the next percent, which I think is called a vapor weave, isn't it? So yeah. I'm not an expert on Adidas. This is the first pair of like Adidas running shoes I've had for years. And um, I'd like to get my hands on the, I think they're called the Adidas Adios Pro. I think that's the, the yeah. proper super shoe that they're all wearing. Yeah, though, have you felt them? No, no. Rebel, Rebel at Chermside had them and they're really heavy. Like compared oh, to yeah. compared to the Vaporfly, you, they're two different, completely two different shoes. How they could call it a shoe, I think it's because of the cushioning. And it's, it's just so bouncy. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if there's a plate in it or not, but it's so bouncy. But like, I reckon that would 
take a toll on you. And the price is pretty steep too. I think they're more expensive than the Vaporfly. So yeah. if you were going to do 360 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. go for the Vaporfly or like, um, or the Alpha Fly because you just know that they're good and they're not as heavy. Yeah. You know, that makes a difference. Ben Parks did a review on them and he said, as much as they are like so springy, they're like even springier than an Alpha Fly, he said that they're like quite narrow. So you sort of, your ankles don't feel very stable. So if you're running a course with sharp turns, you just can't wear them. You roll your well, bloody ankle. The vapor, the vapor fly is the same though, isn't it? The vapor fly is quite thin. Oh, I think it's even, well, I think they're as thin as a vapor fly, but they're like another 10 or 15 mil. Yeah, I, I can't believe they're so heavy. But, I think um, they have, yeah, on your, your Boston 10s, they've got that one layer of that light strike foam. They've got two layers on those. those oh, ones. okay. Yeah. yeah, they're heavy. I was quite surprised how heavy they are, the um, the Adios. But anyway, each to their own. My yes. purchase of the week is actually been meaning to get some for ages. Uh, I don't think it really matters what brand you get. I've got Nature's Way Greens Plus. Now, you're meant to put two heaped teaspoons in a glass of water, but it's strong enough with just one. If you have to put two in, I like it would be a bit too thick and, um, you know, like it'd be difficult to swallow. But... Um, They've definitely helped my gut over the last few days. So um, this one, I was going to get the spirulina one. Uh, no, the chlorophyll. The chlorophyll one, which um, brand do, I can't remember. But this one seemed to have a bit more stuff in it. Antioxidants, digestion, protein. It's got vitamins and minerals and superfood. So I just thought I'd go for this one. What have you got? You've got the, I, just, I did bio- exactly the same today, but a different brand. No, they biogenetics, Nutra Organics, Bio- straight up organic. clean greens. And how much did you pay for that tub? $35. Yeah, how many? How Spent much? It. This was three, 300 grams, 45 bucks. Well, that's but yeah. I reckon I'll get that was worked out about a month's supply, but I'm going to probably get two months out of it because I'm only using one teaspoon a day. But I found it's really helped my gut since I started taking it. Yeah, we. So. The, the greens powders, we take them all the time, but we usually get a brand called Tropica. But okay. you've got to order it online. You can't buy it in any shops and it's always out of stock. Since COVID, is, they've had like real supply mm. troubles with it. And I was, at a, uh, I was at a Bunnings today for work and next door was an organic food shop. And uh, yeah, I saw that and I thought, um, I'll give it a whirl. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Clean, all all the same, same sort of stuff in them. I remember you taking that stuff years ago, Fraser. Chlorophyll. Yeah, I buy that one that you get from Chemist Warehouse. It's like expensive. It's about 90, 100 bucks for a big, like, big tub. But it, it's good. It's got all the, all the nutrients and greens and stuff that you need in it. And it, it tastes quite nice, actually. Yeah. So um, I'm going to do a bit more strength training this this week, and uh, I've I've slacked off a bit. I was really into my strength training. I was doing like two sessions a week, you know, like uh, back and buys, and then um, with with legs doing half squats, but half squats from the bottom up. So going from half squatted down to go up, taking the bar from the squat rack on my hands behind my legs i was up to i was doing three sets of 12 with 100 kilos and feeling quite comfortable with that but i didn't want to i can't get the bar behind my neck at the moment because of my busted shoulder so i've been working on a bit of strength i don't know if that might have put a bit of strain through my calf as well maybe 
can't remember when I last did that. I think I did it Monday as well. I, I might have done that Monday or Sunday. So last the week before last. So that could have put it. But um, now I'll do some chest and tries, upper body. And how's your strength training going, Fraser? Yeah, I've been. I went to the gym three times last week. Did uh, upper mm-hmm. uh, pull uh, pull exercises, and I did um, arms on that too. And then I did some push exercises, and I did legs. Uh, and then legs and another another set. Yeah, it's easy to forget your abs and everything as well. I've been doing a bit of oblique stuff and and abs crunches and that because it's easy to forget. But I think you still need to them. Um, we obviously obviously did them kickboxing and tie boxing. We were always doing them, but um, I think you sort of neglect it a bit when you're running. I have yeah. anyway. When when I got back from a run the other day, um, I I sort of stretched for half an hour in front of the TV which sort of really helps. And then the next day, my hips and that didn't feel as sore as they like usually usually are. So I think I need to do that every time. You've got to make time a, for all that stuff, stretch, haven't you? Stretch, yeah, I need to do it when I get straight back from a run. Because if I get back, you know, have a shower, have some dinner, take a dog for a walk, sit down, then I'm like, nah, sod it, I can't be bothered now. <laughs> so yeah. I just need to do it straight away when I get back from a run, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, but something to... I think the dog. I think the dog heard you. I heard him in the background, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I probably heard the WALK. Oh yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. yeah, I was rolling my back this week, but I just don't think it. Have you tried rolling it the opposite? So you lay on your back on the roller, but then put your bring your then bring your legs up, your knees up to your chest, go that way, like arch it the other way. Yeah, I just think that kids get the kids to stand on your back. When it's like um, aggravated like this with work, it seems to happen to me about once a year. Nothing really fixes it except just rest. rest. And the more like things I try to do to fix it, just aggravates it. Yeah. And I just need to, um, I need to just get. You might be off a massage with the mark because you just, it might just be just needs easing off. I need to get, I do need to book in and go see Mark, but it's just time and, um, yeah, it's 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 so, so nerve wracking. Before you go, you just know what you're in for, and it's yeah. that's just the little bit in the back of your mind you need to just put you off from booking. But you just got to text him and say, "Let's do it, lock it in." Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't go too mad on me on Friday. Uh, he got he got stuck into my hammies though. I was like, oh, that really, that's the worst part for me is the oh, hammies because me too. Spot halfway up, he just gets oh. it, and it's just that one little spot. It's, must be that size of a 50 cent piece that he finds. And just you just think like my hamstring's going to bust or something. Yeah. You feel like, his elbow really slide all the way up, don't you? Oh, it just goes, oh, and it yeah. stops at that right point. He knows, he knows where it is. Cause you could probably, he obviously has done it so long. He knows where that, that spot, the sweet spot is. Yeah. But, um, I've got, um, yeah, Jack is coming, arrives tomorrow night. And she's, she actually, when she was out of work because of COVID and that, she actually did her, um, massage did a massage course so she does all like uh sports massage and deep oh, tissue massage awesome. and stuff and all that so while mm. she's here for two weeks i'll get a massage every day <laughs> yeah i've got a proper <laughs> massage table at home here if you want to borrow it oh yeah, yeah that'd be a good idea it's a good one it's actually different to your normal massage tables and that puts your neck and your head up like that and i always get neck ache but i've got one of these when i saw them years ago like about 16, 17 years ago, I saw this table these people make on the south side. And the actual face is a U shape, but the bit where your forehead goes is dropped down. 
So you sit there to there till your neck is and your backbone is dead, all dead, dead straight flat. rather than banging up. I'll tell you what, it's so much more comfortable to lay on and have a massage. Yeah, it makes a real difference for me anyway. I'll get out of it going, oh shit, my neck's sore. Not, not so bad on um Mark's table's all right. But some of these, you know, you go other places and you're like, oh my neck has actually made it any better, it's made it worse. So well, I'm um, I'm going out to Noosa on Thursday for three days. You'll get oh, some runs in. Few runs up there, yeah, because Jackie runs. Um, she runs between five, five thirty a k pace. So I just uh, go up national up through the national park and stuff. And you could run, you could rashi, you could run easily for a nice little run. You could run all the way around to um, Tea Tree Bay and out to right out to the point, and then come back. That would give you about a forty minute run. Mm. I think all even right. longer. I can't remember. I had to look on my Strava when I went. Staying on Hastings Street, so it's a good few, good few loop, loops around there. Like, yeah. Are you going to come up for the fifty k or not? Uh, no, nah, because we have the kids. Yeah, I've got the kids, and she goes back on that Saturday. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a few runs up where the um, where the marathon course, half marathon course goes and stuff. We we'll have to get our diaries in and put some times in. I'll look up for. We got to get the um, Anzac Day relay booked in. And we'll be yeah. Good. Yeah. This week, all I'm going to do is just I'm going to run tonight, and then tomorrow night I'm going to go to the Striders, do whatever session they're doing, and then hopefully, like my back's definitely better today, so I can just get stuck back in, just get going again. Don't think I'd have lost much fitness. Just no uh, point trying to like push it too hard and just. When was the up. last time you had a week sort of off? Oh, not for ages. So this is probably doing yeah, me good. Yeah, good. And I'm not, I'm not too worried about losing any fitness in the week. Uh, I've had off, you know, and I know I missed a big run, but um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty confident I'll be all right. Oh, you've done all the work. Already. It's maybe keen. It's maybe keen to actually go out running, which is good because I think then you know, I'll come to the race and I'll be like really eager, yeah. get into it. Yeah, keen, not going. Oh God, you know, in like you don't want to be going. Oh, it's raining. Oh shit, I really don't feel like running. You just like I want to run whatever the weather. So mm. it was interesting because I went to a. Um, a coach's football clinic on Saturday and the bloke who took us is like the, um, he coaches the state team from like um, women and men, like kids up to like, you know, sort of 17, 18 years of age. And he said about, you know, like how some kids don't turn up when it's raining and stuff. And it's just like, they, they, they encourage it more to turn up for training because what you're going to do if you're playing a game and it starts raining, what are you going to do? Just like stop and walk off because you don't want to get wet. Hey, Goggins is the same, isn't it? You know, what are you going to do? It's like, what, that's why he doesn't run with music. He said, what are you going to do when your music runs out when you're running? You're going to just stop? Like, yeah. I, I never run with music. No. Only on the tread, only on the treadmill I do because it's pretty mundane and boring. <laughs> I think I need to get a, yeah. a TV or something set up yeah. so i can watch like um i mean i can watch i'll put the ipad on but i reckon yeah. if i have the tv i reckon it'd be like heaps better mm. um but always i never i like the sound of me my feet hitting the ground not that i can hear because yeah. i'm deaf yeah. anyway but um especially on the trails it's nice to hear yeah. like your steps like running and that that's your own sort of music and rhythm that crunching and that sound on the floor yeah yeah. yeah we might wrap it up there you reckon uh, yeah yep yeah. And uh, we'll have a bit more to talk about uh, next week. We'll have Steve back. And, yeah. Uh, 
Steve Sparling will be back. We'll get Brad in again to give us an hour. Um, About his one, one run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll try and um, leave as much of that in as I can because that was funny, but right. obviously not too boring. All right. We'll catch you next right. week. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, team. Yeah. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb up. My imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. Wish you find in time, I will find they will shine when they only shine. You can put a time on mine. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of.